Hello, everyone. It says we're live. Welcome back to Tesla Talks podcast. This is episode, I think, 24. Uh, sorry. I First of all, what I should do is I should apologize to everyone at home uh, for a couple things. A, we're starting eight minutes early. So that's an apology in itself because we never start early. So anyone who was waiting to 10 p.m. Eastern time, I apologize. We started earlier. Franklin and I had, had some time to kill. So we uh, started to start early. But my bigger apology is the absence, the the lack of a podcast that we have we haven't had for the last month. I apologize. As you know, summer's busy, life's busy. We're we all have busy lives. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying that's the reason why we haven't had a podcast. And I apologize, Fred. But um, without further ado, let's get started. Let's get right into it. There's um, a lot of news in the last month that we haven't covered, and we're not going to go back. <laughs> three, four weeks ago to get all the old news because you guys have probably read it yourself or heard it on different podcasts and stuff like that. But before we start, I want to welcome my best guest that I've ever had on this show ever at all. His name is Mother Frunker, also known as Franklin. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Yeah. Um, always glad to be here. I think I'm the most consistent. Uh, yes, yes. I don't even know if I'm a guest. Other than me, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we need to change that. You, you're really not a guest. You're the, and I tried to say this last time and I forgot, you're the Ed McMahon. I remember now. You're the Ed McMahon uh, of this show. And yeah. do you even know what that is? I was going to say that's, that's I'm dating myself by saying that for all the young people. Do you even know who Ed McMahon is? I was, I was born in the 90s, so just so you, you know. <laughs> Holy Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone, in, in the... Um, in the uh, YouTube listeners little lounge that you guys are watching. Uh, Mark's just uh, saying hi to us. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Mark was one of our previous guests on a few months ago. We got to get you back on again, Mark, soon. So like I said, a lot of news and um, a lot of Tesla news. But you know what? We would be, and I was saying this to Franklin off air before we started, uh, we would be... <laughs> really bad or absent-minded, I guess, or negligent to do all the Tesla news and everything that's happened in the past few weeks and not like concentrate or not uh, talk about the elephant in the room, which isn't Tesla news. It's what happened last night, which we knew was coming for the last week or two anyways. Lucid Air. If anyone doesn't know who Lucid is, Lucid is a company. Let me just bring this uh, thing up as, as we talk about it. Uh, this is an article which everyone did an article, but this is an article by uh, Tesla, uh, Drive Tesla Canada. My buddy Darren, he's another guy that was, was on before. We've got to get Darren back on. They officially unveiled, or unveiled, unveiled, and took the wraps off in, in this uh, title of the article of their Lucid Air, their luxury electric sedan. And let me, let me say, I'll be the first to say, it is very luxurious by the looks of it. Uh, what's, your, what, what's your quick opinion, Franklin, on, on the looks? Okay, so I think, well, okay, we'll talk just visually. I think visually it looks really nice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it looks awesome. Do you like the I think, back? I was going to say, sorry, do you like the back end? Yeah, I like everything about it. Um, so if you look at just, like, EVs in general, the only one I've really, like, personally like is Tesla's, of how they, like, appearance-wise, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like other manufacturers don't put a lot of effort in trying to make them look good because, truthfully, I don't think they want to sell them. Whereas this one, like you can tell they've put a lot of time and work into it because they want to sell it. So it does look nice. I, I really like the back, the front. Um, visually, it looks really nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask and I concentrated on Nevada is um, a lot of people since yesterday. Speaking of which, a lot of people, a lot of YouTubers made made videos last night about first opinions, first looks and first reviews and stuff like that. They did a ton of like like more than I thought, like Tesla, you know, YouTubers, uh, influencers and stuff like that did a lot of videos on the Lucid Air, which kind of shocked me. I mean, I knew that it was going to be in the news. I knew it was going to be in the, uh, uh, I guess you could say print media, like on the websites and stuff like that. But I didn't think the social media uh, YouTubers of, of, uh, of the world would have really picked up on it as much as they did, which, which is a good thing. I'm, I'm glad I watched a bunch of them. I watched Rogers. I watched uh, Ben's. I watched, watched a bunch of them. I can't even remember. But those were one of the first two that I think Ben beat everyone. I think Ben got, got the scoop on everyone and put it out maybe like 10, 15 minutes before anyone else did. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of them were saying that they didn't like the back end. Uh, and, and the trunk, I guess the opening of the trunk and stuff like that. It does look so weird. Have you seen that picture? There's one picture that they put up with the with that brown one. Now, I don't know about the color. Like, out of all the colors you have, why would you pick brown one to showcase your, your launch? I don't know. Yeah, the color choice. I mean, I don't know. Again, see, I think... I think visually it's hard because everyone has different preferences. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that that's a difficult question, but I think like, from a technical standpoint, like they've done a really good job. Oh, wow. Buddy, the specs, like, I mean, 517 miles, uh, range. I mean, we, this is something we learned. This was no surprise. It was just confirmed, I guess last night, but they, they mentioned it last week, uh, 9.9060. Sorry, nine point nine quarter mile, like yeah. that, that's impressive. But as I scroll down, for people that can watch this, uh, the, the YouTube version of the, it, the nine point nine is for the um, Air Dream Edition, which is the it, most expensive one, right? Exactly, and and that's the other thing. The price ranges from eighty, starting at eighty, to about one hundred and sixty or one hundred and sixty something. One hundred and sixty nine thousand. Yeah, so one basically one seventy. Who's kidding you? You, <laughs> yeah. but you know that's what everyone does. Everyone puts sixty nine ninety nine. Really? Yeah, no, no, for sure. But I think, um, yeah, no, I'm like super impressed. They have a good battery. Uh, I know I saw some negative negativity. Uh, I saw some negativity online, like, oh, would you rather have this Tesla versus that? Um, I think competition is good, and I think they've kind of nailed it. Like they did an excellent job. Yeah, yeah, they took their time. They've been at this for a while. And uh, yeah, they took their time. And yeah, you know what? It, that's At the end of the day, that's what I, I, I tell myself. And, and I, I don't, just like you, I don't get the people that are so negative on anything that comes out that isn't the Tesla. Yes, this is the Tesla Talks podcast. We talk mainly Tesla, but other EVs every now and then. But you got to, you, if it was just Tesla, they would be, and we saw it with, with Apple when, they were first in their infancy before uh, Google and Android and, and everyone else started catching up and stuff like that, mainly Android. And Franklin, you're more of an expert on this and you can speak to this more. You, we saw how they, for the first couple of years, they cornered the market and they were releasing stuff that they felt like they wanted to release until they had their, you know, feet under the fire or in the fire for lack of a better word. And they were pushed. And that's just, that's just one example. There's the, Every every industry has that kind of thing where, you know, competition, and that's why the slogan comes. I mean, is competition is good because, and the only person that wins out in the long run usually is a consumer because 
the consumer will get the benefits of two or three rivaling companies competing for technology or price or whatever it is. A hundred percent. Like if you guys have been watching the podcast or if you know me through Twitter or whatever, we have like the long running joke of uh, Android and Apple, right? And which operating system phone uh, is better. And ultimately, like we joke around about it amongst my friends and stuff, but ultimately it's best for consumers because they basically copy each other and they go back and forth and ultimately consumers win. And it's nice to see Tesla finally have, uh, when I say finally, I mean, there are some other models here and there, but it's nice to see more competition, right? Because ultimately the consumer wins, right? So um, truthfully, I like, I'm, I love tech, right? And I've always said it. So ultimately, like, I want to see more uh, car companies invest in tech and uh, have that as like a more of a focus, which they've done an excellent job with uh, this one here. I don't know how much into it you've seen or read decks. For the, for the air? Yeah. So they have basically what I think Tesla should do. And I'm going to probably get a lot of hate for saying this. No, um, no, it's, it's, it's the honest truth. So go ahead. And it's your opinion at the end day, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. So I feel like right now you have a lot of people on two sides of the spectrum. You have people that are like, Oh, LIDAR is the best. And, um, cause every company except for Tesla is using it almost. And then you have Tesla who's like, no, we need vision, um, where they've opted for both. So I think that's like pretty good winning solution because you kind of have the best of both worlds. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, that might be the stubbornness in Elon where he's like putting all his eggs in one basket. We'll see. I mean, and only at the end of the day, we'll know in the future, right? Only time. Yo, I can, I can be completely like everything I'm saying right now can be completely off base. Right. Yeah. Who um, knows? Who knows? Like I, I hope, I hope uh, <laughs> Elon's right. Because I, you know, if, if in a year or two or whenever, Tesla comes out and says, hey, you know what? We thought hardware three and all the cameras you had on your car, and we told you it was good enough for full self-driving. Well, we were wrong. You need this one other part. And we will give it to you, but you have to bring it. Like they did that with, with you know, 2.5, and they did that with the other cameras. So it would it would be devastating if Tesla came out and did that now. Or, or yeah, no, for sure. Or Tesla comes out and says, hey, um, here's the newest update. The car's driving itself now. Like, who knows, right? Yeah, but- yeah, no, I, exactly. I, I know what you're saying. No, but getting back to the competition thing, I mean, we saw it a little bit, well, not a little bit. We saw it with the Porsche Taycan when that came out last year. We saw, like, now some people may say it was a coincidence that when that came out a week later or within that same week, they were at the Nürburgring uh, testing out the Plaid motor in the S. Like, I don't know how how you you can say that's a coincidence. Maybe it was. Maybe I'm off base myself. But I don't think that was a coincidence. I think Porsche sort of pushed Tesla to do that. Maybe they were going to do it all along, but maybe they just sped up their timeline or their plans. So, you know what? With Lucid now um, coming out and... And when when is the, the first production is next year I think it is or twenty two? Uh, hold on, I had a thing. Mark, well, I was just reading what Mark said. He said that um, it's the only realistic luxury competitor to Tesla. 
Yep. The toucan. <laughs> toucan. I, I know what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> it is in competition as it's the most inefficient EV ever built. Yeah. He's getting yeah. his pitchfork is he's getting his pitchfork ready. Yeah, I know. I see that too. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Mark, Mark, Mark's right. Like, you know, I, I mean it 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 was efficient for and and it wasn't efficient. It wasn't efficient from Tesla owner standards, but maybe it was efficient enough for Porsche uh, owner standards uh, when they're first venturing into the EV world. They they dedicated or they're loyal to their brand and they want to get another Porsche, but they want to try an EV. You know, and that's what Porsche doing. Porsche, I don't think was trying to get people over from Tesla. I think they were they knew their market, they knew their their clientele, and they were just trying to expand. Uh, options for their clientele because they know they see the future the the vw porsche group they see the future they're one of the smarter companies that actually you know is doubling down and doing smart things in the ev industry so to answer your last question by the way um so the most expensive one is the air dream edition and then the one just below that uh which is one hundred thirty-nine thousand, which is the air grand touring edition Uh, those are scheduled for a quarter two of 2021. 2021. And then Air Touring, which is just below that at 95,000, is quarter four of 2021. And then just the Air, the uh, base model, is scheduled for 2022. Okay, so smart. They're, they're taking a page out of Tesla's book and they're doing yep. it. They're, they're Most doing expensive it. to cheapest, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and you know, a lot of companies do that. I, I shouldn't say Tesla invented that, that uh, release scheme, but they're doing it what i i don't know for people watching at home what i found funny in this article uh darren put in a tweet um that came out when was it oh i guess it was yesterday yeah it was yesterday there's uh, a picture of a test driver uh in the lucid air it looks like we're, we're assuming it's a lucid air it's got a helmet on and a whole racing thing and everything and i guess they're testing for that 9.9 quarter mile but the car and has has um, metal um tubular bars in it basically it's a roll cage if you don't know what a roll cage looks like um a racing roll cage and it's a roll cage in it but it doesn't look like there's anything else in the car so and that and that's what darren's uh, alluding to here he, he says uh did they set the 9.9 quarter mile time in a completely stripped lucid error because <laughs> you know i mean not taking anything away from their performance and everything i'm sure it'll be good i'm sure it's probably better than tesla's but he left uh he, he, darren's actually here um, he said mm-hmm. that's a screenshot from the video presentation they showed off during the 9.9 second time. Ah, uh, okay, okay, that's where he put it. Yeah, I'm yeah, put it out for everyone to see. Hey, Darren, welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, yeah, so okay, so that was from the presentation. See, I missed, I, I missed it. I, I didn't see. So it. there's two other things which I find really interesting. Um, kind of off topic, but on topic. Uh, it's supposed to have the largest frunk. Yeah, I, I saw that in in some of the videos. Yeah, so it's gonna have like. I mean, Earl must be happy. Think of all the dogs he can put in there. Yeah, if, if <laughs> Earl got to buy one. <laughs> and then the other one. Uh, so, I have a, like a weird obsession with voice assistants uh, working natively with the car. Yeah. Um. So I've been like trying to get Google Assistant to work on the Tesla as much as possible with like buttons and stuff. But speaking of which, sort of cut you off there, Franklin. For people watching at home, about five minutes ago when you were talking, Franklin, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed it, Franklin. But or if the viewers watch it, I all the lights in the background behind me went black and I was in the dark. 
Did, did you pick up on that by accident? Oh, I did. I thought you were just trying something new. No, what happened <laughs> is I just set up a new um, smart uh, light switch in the basement because my kids are always leaving the lights on. So I finally, I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years. So I, I set one up for, and I have an Alexa down here, but I also have an Alexa upstairs and, and uh, sorry, an, an Echo upstairs. I'm Alexa, like, oh, shut off Dax's lights. No, see, I got headphones on. I'm smart, right? <laughs> so what happened is my son loves playing with it. So I... They went off and I can hear him screaming upstairs. So he must have told Alexa to turn the basement lights off. So that's why they, So that's why I had to mute myself as you were talking. I leaned over because the <laughs> echo was right behind me. Oh, Trump trying to tell on. to turn them back on, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 So no, anyways, I, was gonna, so, I didn't mean to hijack your, your thought. No, so actually I was going to talk about Alexa. So Alexa is supposed to be natively built in, which... Oh, that'd be, I, oh yes, I remember reading this. I, yeah, so it's... Like, they have some collaboration, partnership with Amazon of some sort. Uh, I think they make it sound more official than it is. I think they're just using the publicly available Alexa API because it's quite extensive. And, yeah, they're going to have Alexa built in, which is really cool. Um, yeah. Like, I just got an Alexa uh, Echo Dot recently, just to compare between it and Google. Yeah. And it's really impressive, so... Um, it does some things better than Google, and Google does some things better than Alexa. And, and, you, and you know what? When I was buying my first home assistant, and I ended up going with, with Amazon, I was on the fence, too, between Google and, and that. And believe it or not, no, Franklin, I wasn't looking at a HomePod. Uh, I think Siri is, is, and Apple are dropping the ball in the, in the home. I want to... I want to get one just to do like a proper third comparison. I just can't justify the. Oh, price. there's there's so I have seen so many comparisons online, and it just it doesn't hold a candle to to the uh, to the leading tune from what I've understood, but, from what I've seen. But, but yeah, I know no, you want like to side by it. side, both of them. Yeah, I want to try it myself, right? Um, I heard Google's got the edge. It, it is it is slightly better, um, but Alexa can do some pretty cool things. Like I know some people find that whole whisper thing kind of creepy, but you have to try it. Welcome to the uh, Google and Amazon podcast, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> uh, well, okay, well, I don't know if that'll work in your car. Like, can you whisper to your car? Well, you've been trying. I, I've seen a lot of your videos where you've been trying, like you said, automation, like voice commands in, in the car. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I can see you're very interested in it. Yeah, um, no, I think it's I think it's really cool. But yeah. I think overall, they've to kind of like summarize, it's kind of disheartening to see people like go out and like, oh, no, this is not good because it doesn't have the T. Um, I, I think they've done an excellent job, and overall, I'm, like, super impressed. So I'm kind of happy, and I can't wait to see them actually on the road. So Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to be weird looking. Like, just to touch on a couple other features before we move on, uh, here on the screen here, it has um, – um, there's a term for it, and I should just look at the screen. Basically, it's like vehicle-to-grid charging and vehicle-to-vehicle -vehicle charging, V2V and uh, V2G is what they call it, the short forms. Now, I don't know how often you'll be in those kind of um, situations, but I guess it's good to have just in case. Tesla's uh, come out and said that they don't they don't want to do that. Apparently, for some, I guess maybe it's protection of the battery or what. But Tesla's uh, and and you know what? This is getting back to the competition argument. This may force Tesla's hand. They may say, you know what? We didn't want to do it, but Lucid's eating our lunch maybe in a few years, so maybe we better do it. So, like I said, 517, uh, uh, great quarter mile, and acceleration supposed to – what was the acceleration speed? I forget what it was. But anyway, I, I think it was supposed to beat it. Um, faster charging, a 300 
um, a kilowatt charge speed, and they're using Electrified America, uh, from what I understand. And I, I guess it's um, CSS. Am I correct? In, yes. CCS. Uh, sorry, CCS. CCS. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, CCS. Uh, okay. Well, better than I'm glad they're doing CCS better than Chadmo. Uh, I think Chadmo's days. Mark are brings up a good point: longevity of their battery. Yeah, and that's the other thing I want to bring up. Um, everyone's talking about the the founder and the CEO of this company. Is it Rollinson or Rollinski or, or whatever? Roland something. I forget the guy's last name. How he used to be uh, with Tesla, and if anyone anyone from the ex Tesla people that are all with new companies, they're saying if anyone could do it, it could be him um, because he apparently he they. A lot of people saying he helped develop the Model S at the beginning. Did anyone see that tweet that came out a couple days ago where Elon <laughs> was, you saw it, where Elon yeah. was replying to uh, one of the publications, Current Driver or or whoever it was, publication talking about it, and he set the record straight saying, and he almost sounded like he was bashing him. I'm sure he wasn't, but it almost sounded like he was saying, yeah, Rollinson or whatever his name is. Uh, it's it's Rollinson. Rollinson. Thanks, Aaron. Rollinson. Um, They're the best, eh? Yeah, no, it's like, just let me just send you a link. Just come on in, Darren. Um, he said, he corrected every, what everyone was saying. It's like, yeah, he he came at the tail end after it was developed and designed and everything. He helped out a little bit. But basically, he was saying that everyone thinks he had so much input in the Model S and, and so much um, uh, hands-on. And he, Elon's saying he basically didn't. So I, I found that tweet kind of interesting. He started off the tweet saying, like, oh, the car is ready in production. Then he got hired. Um, and then he left right when things got tough, which wasn't oh, cool. Oh, yes, he did say that, yes. Yeah, but he also said that, um, he also said that, like, he did have uh, valuable input in other areas, non-battery or whatever. So I feel like he kind of said, like, hey, he didn't do this, but he still did that, and he did a good job of what he did. So yeah, yeah. it was kind of like it was a, a backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mark goes. It's not also about Elon though. Tesla has proven talent to build the tech. Not sure if Lucid has the talent. I'm doubtful. I mean, time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, exactly. I, I, but I really hope. I really hope they're successful. Because once again, getting back to the very beginning of our our conversation, talking about competition right it can only be a good thing it, it doesn't have to be tesla do, do you want tesla to dominate where they sit back on their heels or on their hands and they don't do anything and they just you know get complacent no i don't want that i yeah. want, and i'm not saying that tesla seems to be that kind of company they're not but they can fall into that lull right that well complacency i mean speaking of like tesla and innovation how about that cybertruck yeah, I know. But do, do you have anything to say about it? I have. I I have to say that our next topic by Tasmanian is it just broke today. Actually, a lot of people picked it up. But I got the Tasmanian one up here now. That they're saying that the te the the Cybertruck may come. Well, sorry, the the Giga Factory, the the Giga. How do they, how do they word it? Tesla Giga Texas. Uh, mm -hmm. maybe finished by the beginning of May next year, which is unbelievable because not to say, you know, let's not get, let's not get ahead of ourselves, folks. Let's not get excited. I get excited a little bit. Let's not get too excited is what I should say. 
we're not going to be seeing on May 2nd shiny polygon-shaped vehicles being rolled out of the doors. We're not saying that. But what it is good news is it's now September. And last time I checked, there was some YouTube guy that does the – it seems to be the new thing now. Uh, it's just do drone footage uh, over these um, half-built <laughs> uh, uh, gigafactories. And I guess it started out in China. But to say to see it now that it's just dirt, it's just laid leveled and everything, and to, to think that they're saying uh, there's, there's a timeline. And this whole thing came up because uh, Tesla had to uh, present or give some kind of uh, documentation, some package to – I think some some part of uh, Austin as as a timeline, and um, basically the, the project schedule is basically what it is. And as you're reading here, it's they they started the rough grading back in July, July 17th, and to see where they are now is pretty impressive. Um, the first dry in, and I would dry in means from what I understood, and what I read means that there'll be a roof over the structure and. If it rains or snows, not that it's going to snow in, in Austin, but if, if there's precipitation, they'll be dry. I guess that's where the term came in. Uh, and that's they're saying by the end of the year, December 30th is what they're aiming for. And then the first substantial completion, they figure May 1st, 2021. I find this insanely impressive. Um, <sighs> okay, so the one in China was built like in record time. Yeah. And... True, like they're they have less um legalities to jump through to get it built there. Uh, yep, true first first what we have in North America. So that was my assumption. I'm like, they built it quick because of location, and then you kind of look at the production speed of this thing, and it's like maybe Tesla's just really quick at building buildings, like maybe they're in the wrong industry, maybe they should become a construction company. <laughs> I mean, well, you know what, buddy. I heard a lot of other people or a few other people mention this. I think Tesla learned so much from the Shanghai uh, Gigafactory that they they learned so many things of what to do and what not to do, and they brought it back to North America. And actually, I shouldn't say North America. They brought it over to Berlin, and you see the speed Berlin's going at. Well, oh, that one's quick too, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I think that they got some magic sauce. They learned some stuff. I mean, Tesla's always learning. They're always going through the trial and errors. And look at the Model 3. They learned, or even going back to the Model S and the Model X, they, they learn, right? And they they correct and make uh, adjustments and everything. But I think for building and manufacturing these plants, they learned a lot. And I think- Well, Elon said too that long-term that manufacturing is going to be their- um, "Quote unquote, like secret weapon or whatever he said, like that's going to be their uh, leverage over competition, right?" Yeah, exactly. Which is uh, fascinating. Not battery tech, not like FSD. It's manufacturing, right? So. Manufacturing. There you go. And like, put it this way: Berlin's ahead of schedule. Nothing's going to beat Shanghai in terms of how quick they did it. But Berlin's uh, ahead of schedule, and they looks like they're doing good, and they're going to be ahead of schedule, uh, and they're going to be. Not soon, but they're going to be up and running eventually. Now, with this one in, in Austin, if they're also ahead of schedule and they do it in record time, then then definitely, no doubt about it, they've got something up their sleeve and they they know more than they're coming out publicly or letting on to in terms of how they're manu manufacturing these plants because 
it is record time. And you're right, there are different, it, it's, it's unfair to compare Shanghai to Texas with, with the laws, the unions and all that kind of stuff. Like it's completely different. It, it's also probably different. It's also unfair probably to compare Berlin to North America, but a hundred percent. I think regardless of the regions, it's every region, every country, like even you can't even just say, I guess even just using North America's wrong. Cause if they built it in Canada, I bet you'd be even slower still because oh. ours are, yes, our policies are even worse. You've seen our highways <laughs> lately. Yeah, no. And, 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 you know, I mean, the biggest excuse people are going to use here in Canada is, is our, you know, nine months of winter, but that aside, I mean, I mean, didn't they build Shanghai when there was like a monsoon season or something like that? And there were like swamps and the, the rice fields were like all swampy and everything. So I, I don't I don't buy weather as a full excuse, uh, maybe partially. But anyways, it'll be exciting to see now with this, if everything goes on schedule, like they're saying, May 1st being the completion, they can do some you know validations, some proto, not prototypes, but some early validations get get them through probably near the end of May. So what, it, what it, I'm thinking maybe, maybe the second quarter. Uh, I think by the summer, we're going to start seeing them roll off the line. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe the second quarter in the second quarter, but probably the third quarter, if everything goes to uh, according to plan, that's amazing because wasn't this thing, didn't they say, doesn't it still say on the website, the end of 2021. Yeah. And to think what two months ago, we didn't even know where this, like there was speculation, but we didn't even know where this, plant, or this I can't, I keep saying plant factory, data factory, whatever. I, I, I know it as a plant, <laughs> but two months ago, we didn't even know where this, this factory was going to be. And now to think that a year or less from now, from then, sorry, it'll be completed and possibly be spitting slowly, but surely things out. Cause keep yeah, in it's, mind, it's incredible. Yeah, did you see that that uh, getting back to the Berlin one? Have you seen some of the drone footage of that Berlin one? Yeah. These, these two guys, these two German guys, they look like twins. I, I'm 90% sure they're twins, definitely brothers. <laughs> and they talk about it as they, as they dry, fly the drone, and they, they try to show you what everything is. They talk about the stamping, where the stamping uh, plant's going to be, where, where the – uh, paint factory is going to be. They they know like I mean I'm looking at it as as a dumb person thinking okay that just looks like looks like a pad a cement pad cement yeah 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 but they know exactly what it is right um, and I think the whole drone thing is so fascinating it is like I know that so the China one was like the first one that I got to follow uh, like I mean they had the drone ones for the empty the parking lots filled with Teslas that people aren't buying remember those but oh yes um, in terms of, like construction they had the china one and i followed that one like intently um over the months and it was so cool like there's multiple people showing off all these drone footages and i'm like wow this is so cool and you can actually um it's something i want to do long term was to like go around and collect all the different drone footages and piece it together to make like a cool time lapse of it being built i think somebody did that for one whether shanghai or, or berlin but somebody did that and it was pretty amazing to see in a time lapse yeah it, it, it'd be amazing so i think yeah. it's a uh, fascinating but when they bring the uh, canadian um gigafactory up here to canada then then maybe if it's nearby you can do that oh listen if they can get a cyber truck plant in canada i'll start digging the the hole that they need 
We can start tonight. <laughs> you're going to quit your full time job and start working there. Is what you're going to do, Mister? <laughs> Honest, if they, can, do, you and I will both quit our careers. Yeah, for sure. I'm unemployed, but other than that, yeah, we'll we'll both quit our. I'll our soon career. be unemployed. Yeah, so. both and I will. Both you and I will be unemployed, and we'll um, work for for Tesla. Yeah, perfect. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Doesn't matter what the job is, right? Exactly. I'll sweep the floors. Hey, Dax, maybe we can um, get ideas and like make a ripoff version. No, no, I, I, I see where you're going with that. Uh, I don't even a. I don't even have it up yet. But b. Uh, <laughs> What I was going to do is say that um, – oh, okay, I remember what I was going to say. That, that one drone shot of the of the drone going it, over Berlin and showing where that big stamping plant is and the paint factory and stuff like that it was going to be, apparently the paint factory was so big that it was like it dwarfed most of the rest of the factory. And keep in mind, with Giga Texas, they don't need a paint factory for the, for the Cybertruck. They don't need presses. Like they That's don't true, yeah. Like all the things that are that are pivotal to a car plant, manufacturing plant, they don't need. So maybe that's why it's gonna be faster. Do you, you think know? that they're gonna make adjustments based off the extremely high number of reservations? Yeah, who knows? Like I, I don't know. I think things will definitely change that'll speed up production of it it'll have to because they're years behind if even half of the reservations go forward which i suspect it'll probably be a 50 50 but um but still what what are the last count i, I think last time we talked about this over a month ago it was in the 900s it, it was probably so, it was over a million at the time so it's a million like jesus what's okay so let's let's ask the important question right because yeah i'm egotistical right of course you know, you know me, always thinking about myself. Um, when is what, what's your guess? When do you think Canada will see one? Oh, you know, and what? I don't mean someone in the U.S. driving it across. I mean actual us to take delivery. Yeah, um, it's funny. My neighbor asked me. I was out uh, watching the kids play on the street a couple nights ago, and my neighbor was asking me, uh, "Hey, what's the next Tesla you're getting?" <laughs> like, like I'm just buying them left, right, and center. I don't know. Yeah, I think you nice guys just trying to make conversation. But I told him about the Cybertruck. And I told him when it was scheduled. So I said, I, I was thinking, you know, maybe mid to late 2022, uh, which would work great for for my um, uh, current gas pickup truck I have right now in terms of finishing off, finishing off the loan and everything. Perfect. Keeping the trend of being egotistical. I like it. I like yeah, the answer. Yeah. But, yeah. but and that was that was a couple of days ago. Now with this updated advanced schedule. Buddy, I don't know, man. I think maybe the beginning, the first half of 2022, maybe. Like, maybe the first quarter. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It's closer, right? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the Ys. I thought the Ys would be a little further out. And they're yeah. like, surprise. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I, we, we've been very fortunate for the last two vehicles. Um, because we could be like Europe. We could be like Australia. All those people on the other side of the earth, we could be screwed, right? Yeah, and if, if anyone's listening from those parts of the world, like we feel for you. Yeah, I definitely yeah. do. Yeah, but you know what? Let's move on. Let's stop daydreaming. Let's talk about something that's more timely. You like what I did, right? Timely. Yeah, there, there you go. See, I like that. That's good. There you go. Uh, Darren and his uh, perfect website, Drive Tesla Canada. If you haven't checked out this website, folks, and you want to get. Uh, 
and and it it says drive Tesla Canon, so you think it's Canadian related Tesla stuff? No, he talks about everything Tesla related, but he also talks about the Canadian stuff that maybe the other um, companies or the other uh, pages wouldn't talk about. He talks about it. This was uh, this is probably over a week old, or probably uh, close to almost two weeks ago. It says August thirty first. Some Tesla owner. He hacked his $20 Casio watch and he turned it into a, a Tesla key, which ingenious. I mean, I don't know why he used a $20 watch. I guess maybe he's just trying to keep it um, affordable. But if you scroll down, what he did is he also involved a one of the key cards. He took the the, I guess, the antenna and the chip out of it and there's a process that's all over the internet if you want to do it, you can see how to do it there's some kind of solution you can put it in and it dissolves it i've seen different videos on it and he also had a 3d printer and he made a little 3d backing anyone watching at home on youtube you can see the the pictures that i'm scrolling over right now and he did a bunch of different versions and he came up with some backing to put that in on the back of his watch and now his watch has turned into his model 3 key card is it model 3 yeah it's a model 3 right yeah, yeah. So that was just, I saw that and I thought, that's a cool story, great article, cool story. And then I, and then just a couple days later, I remember, uh, where is it? I'm going to remove this as I um, try to set the next one up. A couple days later, I, I was reading another article or I, I think I saw something on, on YouTube. Oh yeah, I remember it was Brian at uh, I1 Tesla. He did a video about the um, uh, hand show they did the same thing, taking the same kind of antenna and chip out of a, a card, and they put it into a ring, and they charged 150 US for this ring. Now, not, not to say that's expensive for a ring, but I don't think it was gold, unless I'm mistaken. But the reason I bring this up is different people are taking this, taking the key card, stripping it down from the plastic and putting it in different things, which is ingenious. Didn't somebody put it into their arm? Some chick put it into their arm last so, year? So, yeah, there's someone did that, but just like quickly touch on, I think you're going to, right? Um, yeah. This ring, it, they're not the first ones to do this. No. And this is what I was going to say when, um, oh, I should have got Ryan on for this. My buddy Ryan, when we went down to California last November for the Cybertruck reveal, we uh, ran into this guy. Um, we were talking with him, him and um, um, Matthew from Living Tesla. If you haven't seen Matthew's channel, Living Tesla, Google Living Tesla. Not go search on YouTube for Living Tesla. Um, Matthew uh, does it. He does. He's the the owner and creator of Snapplate. Awesome products. Anyways, we sat down for lunch with Matthew Ryan, and I forget this guy's name. But anyways, um, he was a cool guy, him and his wife. And he, it was the first time I ever heard of this. They, it was their idea to, to get this, uh, the, the, the card, the key card, and melt it down or strip it and take the chip and take the, the antenna out of it and put it into a ring. And they were selling it just it's like a little mom and pop thing. They were doing it privately, but they had it publicly for sale. But they were making little ones here and there. And I forget what what material they were using i'm pretty sure it wasn't a metal because you can't use a metal because it interfered we we talked we discussed it over lunch and everything and I, I i if you're listening or if you know this guy i apologize for for drawing blank on his name but he was doing it and now hand show just comes out and i know they're not the only one but hand show comes out and 
sort of rips off this guy's idea, in my opinion. Now, Hanshaw, they may, I don't, I don't know them. I don't have any of their products. They may be a great company. And I think, uh, Franklin, you have some of their products. I have uh, their trunk in the front. Yeah. Their products are good. I no yeah. complaints. Yeah. Um, just as a side, though, if you want to get one of these rings, um, and I have no feel like besides owning the front and the trunk, uh, if you want to get one of these rings and you want to go for the original, I believe it's, it's sold on eBay and it's a hundred dollars. So it's, Oh really? Oh okay. yeah. So it is cheaper. What but, does it, okay. You're a gamer, right? You're a tech yeah. guy. Yeah. Your age may, may, um, d- discount you on this one or whatever. But when you look at this image here, what do you think of? Mm. Think of an eighties game. I know you said you're born in the nineties, but <laughs> Anyone in the chat older than Franklin that could could uh, put this one out and then help a Franklin out? I know what it's called. Uh, okay. We're not going to play this, here's this the, game on live uh, streaming. Here's here's the worst part about it all. Like, I collect retro games, and I still can't think of... Oh, that's true. You do. You ever yeah. played game Cubert? Yeah, I have. I've never played it, though. That's what it looks like in my okay. when I look at it. Okay, well, in my opinion, I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. All the some of the older guys there, it looks like Cubert to me. Just that whole design they did. But yeah, so the ring is getting back to the ring because I get off on tangents every now and then like that. Franklin's got to pull me back in. Um, the ring's cool and everything, but I just I don't know. It just when I saw that, the first thing I thought of is this, this guy uh, making this ring with his wife, and then. A well, big, big comes along like this. Yeah, no, it, it, it's a cool product. Personally, I was I was considering getting one just for the sake of a video, like the original guy who made one. Yeah, um, just to kind of give it more publicity, and I, I say more publicity, make it seem like I have like this big channel. No, um, no, not yet. Give me, give me like fifteen more years. But um, yeah, just just like cover it a little bit, right? Because it's like a hundred dollars, and kind of give back to someone who's doing like a small little home do-it-yourself project. It's like, why not, right? Um, personally, I wouldn't use it too much, but just for the sake of like a fun video, I was gonna do it. And um, kind of this came out now, and I'm like, eh, I'll still probably get one from the original guy, just like support him. But yeah, because uh, I like supporting people who come up with like original ideas. Um, yeah, because those are the ones you want to support, right? Exactly. I'll get hold of Matthew. And uh, and he'll know he'll know the guy's name right away. Uh, I'll I'll ask him who the guy was. I'll let you know who it is and yeah. see, see if he's still making. it. I don't even know if he's still making it. Yeah, it's, um, it's cool. I, again, I don't know how much I'd use it. Like um, for people who are listening, not viewing, won't be able to see. But my card, like I have a case on my phone, and my case on my phone is purely just to hold my card. But Franklin, yeah. This this is one of the things where you need it, one of those gifts, animated gifts, and I, yeah. you know that you know that one famous animated gift where it's like, uh, where it's like, one of those moments where I want to tell you but I don't want to tell you. Yeah. You shouldn't keep them together, buddy, because if you lose one, you're losing both. The prop, the the purpose of your phone is to get in the car and the purpose to keep the other one in your wallet or somewhere else is in the event your phone dies or you lose your phone or you don't have your phone. Then See, you I, won't, I won't lose my phone. My phone will, at the worst, my phone will die and then my card's with me. Yeah, you got an Android, so it's a very good chance your phone will die. But 
No, it's act. Hold on a second. <laughs> little story time. The only time I've ever been in the presence of a Tesla owner where their phone has died. Mark. Yep, Mark. <laughs> and, <know> that. <laughs> yep. And he had to log into his car on my account so he can get it remote started. So not, he can actually get back in. Mark, Mark from Canada here. Mark, this Mark has an Android. This Mark has a a working device. Oh, so he so so say that again. He had to give you his credentials for his No, uh, I gave him my phone. He just logged in, right? Okay. And then I hit remote start on his car, and then uh, I'm like, run to your car now. You have two minutes. He didn't have his key card? Uh, no, his key card was in his... See, because he doesn't keep his phone and his key card together. He but don't tell me he keeps it in his car. He kept it. He had it in his car that day, yeah. <laughs> you know the best... Hold on. This all ties in now, by the way. So he was. he came to visit me at work. So he can fix the Frank Hancho installation in my car. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Everything just came together. There. Yeah, yeah. We, it all, we, it all, we thought we were off on tangents, but we actually weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's that. I think I think that's the extent of our Hancho ring discussion, right? Yeah. The only thing I was gonna say to end it off is today, and my you know my memory, man. Today I I was going through some news articles and. Somebody else had designed, you took the same stuff from the key card and designed something for it. It wasn't a ring. It wasn't a watch. They did something else. And I thought it was interesting. But And I was going to mention it tonight, but of course, I forgot. But yeah, so people are doing different things. So, you know, I mean, I don't know what else we can do with it. Um, I'll tell other you than one. putting it in my arm, which I'm not about to do, like that chick did. I was thinking maybe my glasses on the side of my glasses because I always wear them. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, buddy. But then you gotta put your head on. The no, no, like, well, think about it. You just go take them off, tap them on the side of your car, put them back on. Yeah, yeah. And no one would ever know, like, unless you go around. You telling have to people find the right spot because even when I was watching the ring one, the hand show ring one, when Brian was doing it in his video, it's a certain part on the ring. And then you have to obviously find a certain part on the B pillar, right? So all this discussion about Hancho, I gotta say one good thing about them: they ship to Canada and they support Canada. Good, good for they're them. Very, yeah. They're very nice to Canada. This isn't, a, yeah, I I totally agree. Even though I'm I'm not a, a patron of of them, uh, this just so you know, this isn't a bash to Hancho. Um, I just felt bad for the little guy. It's all I'm saying. Not to say Hancho is some big corporate entity or anything they're probably a little guy in the bigger scheme of things too but they're bigger than this small guy and i just thought i just felt bad for them oh i was, I was just trying to segue to the next topic uh truthfully i like hancho if you have to get a frunk or trunk installation like the auto thing yeah. uh go with hancho like yeah. excellent product exactly um, if you're rich go with them for sure that's not what i said oh sorry <laughs> i did i did that come out of my mouth well, yeah you know, yeah if we wait long enough, and this wasn't one of our articles, but seeing that we haven't had a show in over in about a month, if we wait, the rumor of the Model Three coming out with a, a automatic trunk lift that that may come to fruition. You don't have to worry about that. All the new people, all the new owners of Model Threes, won't have to worry. Yeah. Right. No, you're right. I, I'm just saying, if you've got to get one, uh, they're the way to go. Like I, I highly recommend them. Great company for. Uh, for that, and I, I imagine the ring would be just equally as good quality. Like all jokes aside, yeah, I'm sure it would be. I'm not yeah. a ring guy, as you can see. I don't even wear my wedding ring. 
uh, story behind that. Wait, you're married? Really? <laughs> Moving right along. Drive Tesla Canada, once again, article. Now, this is going back a little bit. We've had this for a while. Twenty dot, sorry, 2020.36. Before we go any further, side note, does anyone else find it weird that this update didn't come with another dot, like dot one or even a dot zero? Or is it even... So like, if, I hate to be the bearer of bad news to cut off your sentence here, but... No, I um, want to be educated. I know you're going to educate me here. But. Like... Literally like five minutes ago, I was texting uh, Paul, Tesla Canuck, and yeah. Mark, the backseat baller. Yeah. And we're saying... Are you I, I, while you're doing this podcast? What's that, sorry? Give me your phone. <laughs> well, listen, I have to I have to do this. This was important. This is for our discussion. Um, the 2020.36.3.1 update has rolled out. Yeah, uh, I saw that on Teslafy. Um was it Teslafy? Last night, it was a mass rollout of about 1,500 cars it was rolling out to down in the States. So it's coming so up I, here? Yeah, I just, I just got on both. So I got dinged twice. Update, update. So Did Paul get like, it? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Paul got it. And, well, Paul and Mark, yeah. So. Oh, well, if Mark got it, I must have. Oh, look. Ta-da. I got it. I don't know if you can focus Dax, on. are you using your phone while we're, while we're talking? No, no I just, just looked it up. So I got it too, but apparently it's just bug fixes. It's not so hey, for anyone who's listening, um, go to your phone and load up your Tesla and just see if you have an update. That's all. Yeah. Uh, Peter Peter says he got it. So. Oh, cool. Um, Darren, if Darren's still in the chat and he's still listening, Darren would be the best person to know. Uh, I'm curious to know if this new update maybe helps us out. Okay, well, you know, let me get to let me get to the article that I was going to talk about, and then you'll know it. You're like, how can we have a point update? We got a huge tangent. Yeah, I know, and then it went off on a huge tangent. Um, the speed limit uh, sign recognition not coming to Canada. So the, in this update that went out to the States and came up here to Canada, it was the car, the Tesla's now being able to use their front-facing camera to read the speed limits electronically or, or, um, or what's the word I'm looking for? Anyways, I can't think of the word I'm looking at digitally or whatever. Computer and we, uh, yeah, well, it's what it is. Uh, computationally, that's the word I was looking for. Big word, $2 word right there. Computationally, read the, the uh, speed limit. And, you know, and we know, if, if you don't know, there's a little backstory. Uh, Autopilot One, Mobileye, when Tesla and Mobileye were, were uh, friends and they were working on autopilot together, they had it. And it was a patent, as far as I understood, that has held uh, Tesla back from implementing it into their cars right now. So I don't know if the patent uh, that that uh, Mobileye has held had expired or Tesla found a workaround to the I patent. I believe they found a workaround. Or, or I was going to say their third option is they found a different way of doing it that doesn't include um, proprietary. Well, uh, isn't that kind of like a workaround? But anyway, that's, that's not the point. No, no, no. What I meant, yeah, maybe what that's what you meant. I meant workaround as in they snuck in like some, like almost like a loophole type of thing. Oh, like, I see what you're saying. Like, no, I think I think they found a new way. Um, oh, okay. I kind of have like a beef with patents, super off topic. They're supposed to. <laughs> this, this episode is going to be called the Off Topic Tangent. <laughs> podcast oh yeah or they could have licensed it like jeff said that's another option definitely um because if you own a patent you can like 
make quite a bit of money from licensing, but uh, patents in general, I'm not a huge fan of because they're supposed to encourage um, creativity and like uh, like growth of technology and innovation, I guess. It's not so uh, Yep, you're right. Yeah, but it's doesn't work out. It's <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like a very productive system. Protectionism is what it's turned into. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. And then you well, get a lot of like patent trolls of people. Like you literally say. have companies that own patents for the sake of suing and yeah. holding on IP, and it, it just I don't know. Like, yeah, yep. yeah, no, and you're right. And so, you know, and that's why there's patent lawyers and everything. oh, it's it's a mess. But no, so okay, so say they the, the patent expired or or they got a license, like Jeff Jeff is saying, which is a good idea, Jeff. Probably what happened. So it didn't come to Canada. I mean, we got a bunch of other little things that the green light chime uh, in my video I put out yesterday. I've noticed since the update, and we've had the update for about a week and a half, two weeks now. Yeah. I've noticed when it first came out, it was like from when that light turned green to if you sit there and you waited the light and people don't honk at you behind you, it was usually around two seconds, close to two seconds before it would ding at you. Now, just in the last few days I've been driving, I noticed it's like cut in half. It's like sometimes it's usually about a second, sometimes even quicker than a second, which is, which is to me is almost instantaneous. Like it isn't, I know, but I find it, it's, it's improved. And I don't know how, how it's improved. Like if it's learning internally and it's recognizing it quicker, I don't know. Or if you're getting to the, if I'm just getting to that same light and it knows its location and it's more prepared to the cameras, more prepared to, be ready for that green light. I don't know, but Jeff brings up another good point. Um, Jeff's on fire. Yeah, Jeff's. We got to bring him on too. Uh, Jeff, the, come on. The license may cover U.S. only. Mm. So if it is if it is licensed out, it'd be by country because again, patents are a wonderful thing. Um, so it, they are all by country. So if they own the rights here and they don't get the license here, then we won't see it, right? Yeah, that you know what? That's probably it. So, well, well, what I was wondering is with this new update that's dropping tonight, now that it's coming to Canada, because from what I understood when it was when I read that tweet last night, the 1,500 that it was going out to, it looked like a lot of them were in the States, if, if, mm -hmm. most of, if not most of them. So now that it's coming to Canada, be curious to know. Uh, if Paul is getting the update, you know right about now he's – and Paul is uh, Tesla Connect for anyone – that doesn't know him by his pseudo name on on a uh, YouTube Tesla Connect. Check out his channel. He does some awesome uh, videos about different things, Tesla related. Obviously, that's why it's called Tesla Connect. Anyways, <laughs> he's probably out there right now in the dark testing it out to see if. Um, oh well, we'll have his update video and what time is it? It's ten. We'll have the update video before oh, twelve. Oh yeah, half hour. Half hour. Yeah, next half hour you'll see it. Um, I, I sent him a text. I'm like, hey, what what's new? And He's probably busy recording. He's ignoring me. So he, he didn't respond. No, oh, I guarantee you that's what he's doing. Then, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in this article, um, oh, there's an update. Oh, what's the update? Talk for a second, frankly. I'm gonna read this update. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, really no, it's, <laughs> um, just came back. If you're talking about the 36.3.1, I got it last night, and it's not in there. So, um, who do you think? Paul? No. Paul's not here. Paul's recording the video. We're ready to determine oh, this. We, 
Oh, see, I'm getting stuff later than you. Okay, you're getting them right away. See, I just got this from Darren. Okay, thanks, Darren. For everyone out there, the 2020.36.3.1 that's releasing right now, it does, if anyone is in Canada is hoping for the um, uh, speed sign recognition, it isn't in this for Canada. Don't, don't speed out of your house to go check the speed signs. Uh, I like what you did there. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> and just uh, like another side, uh, just a shout out to Drive Tesla Canada. Check them out. Good website. Uh, like, okay, I feel like on this podcast, we bring up like a lot of people, a lot of websites, a lot of stuff. And just for like the record, I'll, I'll speak on my behalf and I guess Dax would do the same. No, no, speak for me, please. We're not like, we're not paid by any of these people to bring up and say like, hey, we really like this person or who really like that person. It's like um, just stuff we really appreciate and like within the community. And, exactly. uh, and yeah. we we don't pay people to come on either. We were poor. Like we just said <laughs> earlier, we're both unemployed. So yeah, we don't pay people to come on. But speaking of coming, people coming on, yeah, I, there's so many people I want to get on. It's just summer has been busy for me, and I can imagine summer has been busy for other people. But I got to get Drew, the Talos of EV guy. His name is Drew. Uh, got to get him on. That guy, I, I watched some of his videos. He, he puts out a video almost daily, and that guy is a wealth of knowledge. So intelligent. Just a side note, I got to get him on. If, yeah. If you know Drew, or if Drew, if you're watching, we we spoke we spoke on social media um, prior in the past earlier in the summer, and he said he'd come on. But uh, I really want you on sooner than later, please. So, Dax. Yes. Frankly. Do you have any good stories for us this week? You know what? Um, I do have, you know, it's been not even this week, it's this month because we've been off for a month. I've got a bunch of different stories, but um, I'll just keep this one short and sweet. And you guys, if you, before we get into the stories, Franklin and I, you have a story, right, Franklin? Yeah, so, yeah. If, if anyone down I'll make in, something up, don't worry. Yeah, if any, don't make it up. Come on. We need to <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> if, any, if anyone listening uh, live right now in the chat have any questions that they want to, get off their chest or any comments or more questions comments unless it's nice uh, there was a there was a question <laughs> okay well we'll get to that in a second i was gonna say okay. get your comments or get your questions ready in comments uh we're gonna do our quick little tesla stories you and i and then we'll uh hammer the questions before the end of the show sound cool yeah sounds good sound cool okay so anyways tell me people at home or if you're listening if this has happened to you where lately my charge port on my Model 3 long-range rear-wheel drive I've had for almost two and a half years, the charge port, when in the last two months when I go to open it, I grab, I grab my Tesla charger and the wand uh, off the handle, whatever, and I press the button, and the lid doesn't open up. I'm like, okay, well, the car is in a deep sleep, so let me, what I usually do is I open the back door, and it usually wakes the car up, and then I can press it again, and it'll, and it'll open up. Well, last few times it hasn't been opening up. So when I close the door, I touch the, the, the actual charging port lid physically with my uh, finger to, to tap it open. Doesn't open up. So I pull out my phone. I'm sitting here, whether in the rain or pissing rain or, or freezing cold, not that it's cold, it's been a warm summer. And I open up my app and I try to open the charge port with the app. It won't open up. So then 
what I'm forced to do is put the charger cable back on the holder, go inside the car, and then I try to open the, uh, a couple times, I've opened it up with the on screen from, from the center display console or screen, open it up with the button there. Sometimes it's opened up, sometimes it hasn't. So not, so the few times nothing's worked, I've had to, to have, <coughs> sorry, I've had to actually physically get my hand under under the charge port lid and force it up. And once it starts to open up, it comes up like three quarters and then it stops. And then I have to open it up remaining of the way. And, and if anyone's ever opened it up manually, you know that little clicky noise it makes? And it yeah, just, it doesn't yeah. sound natural. No, it doesn't. It sounds it's like nails on a chalkboard, buddy. Uh, so I've had to do that a handful of times. And I realized, you know what? This isn't right. I thought it was uh, a software thing. So I remember... At that time, while it was happening, that period of few weeks it was happening, I got two different software updates and nothing fixed it. So I'm like, okay, maybe it's not a software thing. So long and long story short, I made a um, mobile uh, Tesla appointment to have it repaired. The guy came, the guy's, an, uh, the, uh, the guy's name, Steve, Steven. Uh, I forget his name. Anyway. It's generic enough. I'm sure there's a Steven. Thanks, yeah. Steven, a Tesla's. Oh, I'll find his name afterwards. Funny story is the guy's local. He lives in the same town I live in. He changed it. Super nice guy. He's actually came to my house before. I forget for another unrelated um, mobile service. So he remembered me. I didn't remember him. But he's like, yeah, I've been here before. Um, he changed it within 15 minutes. Like he, And it, it's a whole module that they have to change. And his answer was it was a hardware thing. What for un some unknown reason, they've been failing lately uh and there's some kind of sensor in there that tells the door when it's closed and when it's open and that sensor's failing so the door doesn't know that it's closed or the door doesn't know that it's opened that's why it's not doing it so you know how tesla does it right they don't repair that or replace that one little part they repair they replace the whole entire thing so they replace the whole entire thing in 15 minutes fast and that was last week fast forward to tonight i was talking to my buddy rob these are supposed to be quick stories, right, Franklin? Yeah, sorry. I'm talking to my buddy Rob Spritzer, uh, the Canadian guy that has a hundred and last time I checked, 150 or 160,000 kilometers on his Model Three. One of the one of one. I think it's the top three mileage Model Threes. Obviously, he's out of warranty. His went on his on him a couple weeks ago, so he had to buy the part and replace it himself. Needless to say, I don't want to make fun of Rob, but he didn't do it in 15 minutes. It took him longer, but he did it. And the part itself cost 240 bucks. So surprisingly, it's a whole housing, like I said, the whole charging housing. Actually, I thought it'd be more money than that. So 240 bucks wasn't that bad. And he did it himself, so he saved himself a ton in labor. I, I said to him, I said, if, if you had to pay out of pocket at Tesla, that'd be a $500 job. Probably. See, now that you say that, I might have to get mine looked at because I've had yeah, that problem right. lots like a week or so. Yeah, if it's if it's doing it, make a mobile service appointment, buddy, because they'll just replace it. Uh, yeah, mobile service has been fantastic. Um, yeah. Like, no complaints. I really like mobile service. Oh, when I, I try to tell some of my friends that have gas cars that when I go to get my car uh, repaired for a small little things like that, they come to your house and they're like, they come to your house. And then I have to explain the whole procedure and how it works. And they're like, that's, and, and it's like a light bulb goes off in their head. And they're like, I can't believe they you can do that. Well, I got them to come out for the reverse camera because your recommendation, right? Because um, of the hardware upgrade. And the guy like, 
he disconnected the camera, reinstalled the new one, and then connected to the car and um, had the car do a reset because actually it's the software can actually do it now, so that's kind of cool. But um, at the time, he had to like connect his computer and do it, and he had the whole thing like he was had the old camera out, new camera installed, software like reconfigured with it, and he was gone within like twenty five minutes. I want to say, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, and that's the whole that's that whole um, that whole housing area includes that rubber touch uh, release mechanism for the trunk. Yeah. To get there too, yeah. It's amazing how I mean I get it. These guys do this every day for a living, and they do probably the same repetitive job over and over. So they get accustomed to it. But still, to do it in 15, 20 minutes. The guy's name is Sean, by the way. I looked it up on my phone. His name is Sean. Awesome so guy. I was talking to him, and uh, it's interesting because I was asking him. I said, "Do you do a lot of the same job?" He goes, "No." He goes, "Like I'll do some stuff over and over, but a lot of what I do is um, very different from job to job. So I really enjoy it." Oh. And I was asking about the training, um, the training aspect. And he said, since they've like the whole pandemic stuff, all the training has to be done online. And the number of training modules that they have to do on a week to week basis is insane. And he said, because of things are always changing updates, yeah, updates, uh, all the software and stuff. He said the, uh, like for them to keep up on top of stuff. And then like the Y released, yeah. And I'm like, you must have gotten extensive training on the why. He goes, we've had we had training on the why, like months before uh, it launched in Canada. So we kind of had an idea, like, hey, it, they didn't they didn't tell us. He goes, but we had an idea it's coming soon because they're giving us all these training modules. You know, it's coming, right? Yeah. So um, it's it was kind of interesting. Like they spend a lot of time training every week. Uh, he said that's like a huge aspect of his job is just constantly learning. Uh, not even just going to calls. Like he gets a lot of time just for training. So it's kind of fascinating. Hmm, good to know. Yeah. You know, I never thought of that, but yeah, they'd have to keep up to date with a lot of the training and, and yeah, they'd always have to be on top of things. It makes sense. I never, never thought of it though. Yeah. Yeah. No, this Sean guy said, uh, he's such a nice guy. Like I didn't trust me. I swear to God. I didn't ask. Cause I'm not one of these guys to hound people. He voluntarily said, buddy, listen, you have my number now. And I said, that's your, personal number he goes well it's my work number that i always use he goes you have any problems before you call mobile service and maybe you know what maybe i shouldn't tell the story go ahead franklin i don't want to get the guy in trouble <laughs> go ahead so your... my story is um okay so there's like a little bit of a tweet thing online um someone was mentioning oh man who was it someone mentioned about driving a lot of kilometers in a month and Mark's name came up, uh, Baxi Baller, of course, because the number of kilometers he does every month. Yeah. And I made a joke saying that he goes on a street and he drives circles at night uh, before he goes to sleep to get his kilometer count up. So yeah. if he's not at a certain number for the day, he just does laps until he gets there. Or he puts it on thing like Ferris Bueller, but in but the opposite of Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um, Sorry, do you know Ferris Bueller? No. You do? Oh, my God. <laughs> just like yeah okay right, another, right. another old person reference i don't know um oh. so <laughs> so i believe it was actually mark who said um people do that with their fitbits yeah exactly it's like kind of like fitbits you get your steps in yeah mark's exactly. getting his kilometers in right yeah. so i think it was mark who said it on twitter uh the mark that's here not the mark that does all the kilometers mark Lindsay. 
Mark Lindsay, uh, or coding Mark on Twitter, he said that he summons his car in and out of his driveway while he's sleeping. Um, <laughs> so with a little bit of code, it is possible. Um, early testing. And yeah, we'll just leave it at that. You think he actually does it? No, no, no. I'm saying I've, I can I've totally accomplish that. Oh, but why would you want to go up on your cameras? Je- Jeff gets my... Uh... No, okay, so here's my long-term goal. I want to see how many kilometers I can cover over a certain period of time just through Dumb Summon. So I won't, I won't do it consistently. I just want to do, like, one short stretch run. So I want to say, like, how long would it take to Dumb Summon the car 10 kilometers, let's say. Yeah. Oh, did you see Brian Iwan Tesla's video a few weeks ago where he was on an electric scooter and he had his Model 3 go follow him like a puppy dog? Through the whole mall parking lot, they yeah. got stopped by security. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe something like that. Uh, well, my case, okay, so mine would be more. I, I don't want to bring it out on public streets. Mine will just go in and out of my garage. Ten k. But why would you want to put the kilometer? I, I, okay, I'm, I'm I'm missing something here. Why would you no. want to put kilometers on? I, I want to see how long it takes to dump some in my car. Ten kilometers. Oh, like okay. I'm not doing it consistently every night. I just want to do it once. What are you at now? If you don't mind, do you mind? Fifty-five. Are you okay? You're not that bad. My uh, and I, I have another buddy named Rob. He's at he's like at, I think he's like seventy-eight-five. Like he's so close to the um the to the eight eighty thousand kilometer warranty mark. He's he's a little nervous. I'm like, buddy, get in everything you need to get in get fixed now. <laughs> Hey Chris, how's it going? Dirty test. Yeah, so ba- basically, Dax, I just want to like chain together summon. Uh, I'm just gonna shut off my auto garage closing. Uh, might live stream it. We'll see. I got to do more testing with it though to make sure it's stable before I run it for a long period of time. Yeah, and crash through your living room. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tesla blocking the API. Thoughts on that? Um, so okay, this is actually really interesting. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad he did too because I have no idea what he's talking about. But okay, yeah. so Thanks, Tesla Kurt. Tesla's has an unofficial API. It's not official. Um, I don't know if anyone caught it. Uh, man, we haven't a podcast in forever. Uh, Apple's actually blocking unofficial APIs on uh, apps, and I don't know how that extends out now. I know it's on the watch. So there are some Tesla-related Apple Watch apps uh, that Apple's blocking now because it's not an official API. So that was like the first thing I saw. Um, so for example, if Tesla, if Apple extends this policy out to all apps, something like the stats app, for example, is just going to stop working oh. because uh, app, like the API. So the stats app is using the Tesla API, which is not official. Apple saying only official APIs can be used. So unless the stats app goes to Tesla and says, hey, can you write us a letter? Uh, so Apple allows us to keep it on the store. Uh, it's going to stop working. Um, this is why Anthony never liked stats app. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now we fast forward. And this is why Chris's question. Uh, oh, that wasn't Chris's question? Well, Chris's question is, what do you think about Tesla blocking the API? So first off, you have, it, it, and it's really fascinating. So you have Apple giving pressure um, to developers saying, hey, we don't want to, we don't want you guys using these unofficial APIs. And they actually use the Tesla one as like an example. And then 
then you have the uh, Teslify one that went down. Oh, um, yeah? It went down? Yeah, it went down because of a uh, quote-unquote API issue. Um, down and out? Or they got it back? Or Like, it, as far as I know, it's still not working. Oh, so it's, it's blocked by Tesla then? It's Yeah, so they're using some API calls, and it can't access Tesla currently. Oh, shoot. So it's kind of... I don't, I don't know if it's a Tesla end. So it could be just that Apple decided, hey, we don't want it to have a lot of third-party APIs. And then Tesla's at the same time saying, uh, hey, we've received too many requests from Teslify. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, it's still not working. Okay. Um, but uh, there are, like, my app that I was playing around with use, using the same API. And I never got blocked. But again, I'm not making hundreds of thousands of calls, right? Well, you're uh, always the biggest Teslify. <laughs> No, well, yeah, I'm sitting here refreshing, right? Um, so, and then here, here's the other thing that kind of plays into all this. Was- uh, the minute Tesla includes uh, two-step verification, two-factor authentication, uh, that also is going to throw off all the third-party stuff. So if you want to utilize all the extra security, you're going to lose access to all these third-party applications. Oh. Could, it, it, could that be what's in the down the pike right now? Could that be coming soon with, with the APIs dropping left, right, and center? Well, I think Tesla-fi. so. If Tesla's gets their two-step verification going, uh, then I'm going to imagine that they're going to actually have like an official API where third-party developers can actually utilize it, which is better for all the people that are using all these services because uh, you have more control of what you can give access to. So you don't have to give up all your data like you do right now, right? Um, and just a shout out to Mark. Uh, Tesla Tip is still running. He's using the Tesla API. Uh, it is an extremely good service. And uh, good. Yeah. So it's just teslatip.com. So definitely check that out. But did you just say just? Never mind. Corny joke here. Um, Chris. Chris said. Uh, I guess copy and pasted uh, official stuff from uh, Testify. Their services were interrupted on September 10th for approximately 12 hours due to an issue with Tesla's servers. A temporary solution has been put into place until the issue is resolved. That sounds like a lawyer wrote that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah, Mark, Mark, you're right. They, it would be temporary until they add it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It depends on how they do things. It's weird. Tesla has no issues in the past with people using their API, right? For whatever they want. Now, is it something that they're just like now finally getting to for cracking down, or is it something in the background that's that? I, I think. I think honestly, it's just things happened and they're not connected. You just kind of had Apple that randomly said, "Hey, we don't want unofficial APIs on our store," and then you at the same time, it just happened that Testify hit some internal limit hmm well, is it a coincidence though or is it something that maybe apple sent to test us like hey or not just tesla but to all these other companies that had unofficial apis hey listen in a couple of weeks or a couple of months we'll be really nailing people for this or like like um software developers so in the meantime get your api crap in order <laughs> i i don't know who knows on it the apple store is under so much scrutiny it. right now so it's hard to say so I heard Japan yesterday is now looking into 
the app store. I, this, I don't want to turn this into another. There's a bunch of countries. There. Yeah, there's like literally, you can I can rhyme off like half a dozen countries that are have yeah. like. And if you piss off Apple, they'll just buy all you countries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so just a just a quick like um, Chris said he's going to check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out, Chris. And um, if you deem it like a good service, share it out. Right, I, I, Mark's an awesome guy and. Uh, I'm very big on like helping people in the community and helping as many people as possible. So He's that's why, guy. yeah. So um, hopefully you enjoy it, Chris, as much as I did. Now you said you said uh, that was Chris's question. You said you had a question, and Frank, yeah, we we had a question earlier. Merge question. We is we it? had a question earlier for you, Dex. Okay, is it a merge question? Merge. Merch. No, no, no. The merch okay. question's already on Twitter. We're good. Okay, good. Because yeah. that that joke is like a dad joke now. It's old. <laughs> Listen, the jokes are changing now. Oh, okay. So it is related. Okay, ask your damn question. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so um, one of the comments was uh, they're, they're asking about your Tesla stock ownership. Mine? Yeah, so they said you're rich because of Tesla stock, and I, I laughed in the comments, and I'm like, yeah, okay, we'll ask him about it. Oh, so, well, <laughs> I wish I was rich. How, how many times did people tell you to buy shares and you never did? Let's let's word the question like that. Oh, you know this story, don't you? And then, hold on, and then there's a follow-up. Um, they said they, they want to know in the questions, and I'm not going to single out who said it, Mark. Um, they want to know if, <laughs> if, if we can get you to blush. Oh, I, I remember seeing that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that was that was part of the whole same. Oh, Mark also said he's promised merch. Just gonna throw it out there. So, see, I knew that freaking merch thing had to come up eventually. Listen, okay, getting to answer your first question seriously, and, and the merch stuff I'm not gonna bother with or entertain. <laughs> I did have, you know what? Probably a couple of years ago, I did have some Tesla stock, and I had it at it was, believe it or not, it was two seventy eight. I remember that number exactly, two hundred seventy eight dollars. Not two dollars and seventy-eight. If it was two dollars and seventy-eight, that'd be a, Jesus. Anyways, it's two hundred and seventy-eight, and I thought it was a little expensive, but I had like I had a few shares, let's just say, and um, it went up, went down, went up, and let me preface this by saying I'm not a stock guy. I'm not a gambler, and from what I've understood, my little dwindling or my little uh, dealings in stock market. That the stock market is basically legal gambling. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. It's legal gambling. So I had some stock. It went up and down, up and down. I didn't have the stomach for it. it I had it for about a year, a year and a half. And it went up and it went down. And then I finally leveled out to where it was at, where I bought it at. It was at par. So I got out. I got out and I didn't lose any money. I didn't gain any money. And that was at $278. So to answer your question, yeah, I wish I still had it, but oh, I'm I knew glad. the answer. I just wanted I, you to share the story. Yeah, yeah. do I, and you know what? The funny thing is, just before the split, I was talking to another buddy of mine that knows all about stocks, Ryan. He's been on the show a few times. Uh, he was telling me he was telling he was strongly trying to get me to buy a stock, and I'm like, ah, uh, and I should have. I, I was thinking, should I or should I? And I ended up not buying stock. And uh, am I kicking myself? No, because it, it took a nosedive. Apparently, it's still higher than before the split. 
now, I think. So the there's like a follow-up question to this. How many gray hairs did it give you? Uh, I've got a lot of gray hairs. <laughs> I've got a lot of gray hairs. Um, yeah. Are you making this question so far? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, I can't believe I'm actually entertaining you. No, go, go, go look. Oh, no, no, Mark, Mark did ask. Yes, I see that there. Someone see, look at this guy. I, and Mark's smiling in his little uh, picture. Oh, there. oh, this is great. Like, I feel like um, the, the the questions tonight were really on point. Great, great set of questions, everyone. Um, yeah. yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, it'll be questions about Franklin and his stocks and his. Oh, I, I'll tell you now, I got out uh, too early. So. And then I bought more recently. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you notice I didn't say anything there because I, I knew there was more to it. I got out. Well, so I, I made I made profit. Um, I was happy with the profit I made. Um, then I later realized that I could have made a lot more profit. And then you I know, bought back in. And lost your shirt. <laughs> um, no, I'm no, I'm not done that much. Like, I mean, I've, I, I got back in this past week because I figure it's on sale. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, it, I, it I, I sold out before the split, and then I, I bought back in now because why not? Yeah. Um, I, I believe in the long-term uh, outlook of the company. I just think at oh, yeah. a certain point it becomes um, not a wise investment. It becomes more of a – like I'm not saying it's not a wise investment, but it's the, the flux – like the, the stock flux, like fluctuation is too much sometimes. Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, listen, by me getting in and getting or going in and getting out pretty short, if you consider a year and a half is short term, doesn't mean I don't believe in the company, doesn't uh, show my lack of commit or a lack of commitment. It just shows it to me. It was just I don't have the stomach for the stock market. I I work too hard for my money and my I don't have a lot of money. So <laughs> for me to put a little extra aside something like that and for if, if i was to lose it it would really hurt me a lot you gotta have in my opinion you gotta have money and be okay with losing it to be in the stock market yeah if you're not sure. okay to lose it then you shouldn't be in it okay real quick dex battery day predictions yes i saw that uh where is it where is it right there, right there jeff i don't you know what i've answered all the questions franklin you answer <laughs> you start with this one what's your battery day prediction next um week and a half so i think they've hyped up the battery day prediction for so long and it's been delayed a number of times yeah so i think whatever they show is it's it's really fascinating every time there's like a tech um like i'm super involved in tech and everything and every time there's no. like a tech conference and i'm like oh my god this one's gonna be so cool and I like pump myself up and then I'm always led to like disappointment because my expectations are higher than whatever they show. And then I find with Tesla, like no matter what my expectations are, like I was pumped up about the Cybertruck, and then like poof, I was like totally blown away, and like they exceeded my expectations. Um, the FSD uh, event that they had was like phenomenal. Um, I think whatever your expectations are, somehow, some way, Tesla's gonna like overcome whatever your expectations are. So I think we're going to see something crazy in terms of, um, I don't think they'll directly say like um, price, but I, I imagine they brought the price down tremendously where their profit margins are higher. Um, 
efficiency is going to be, I believe efficiency is going to be like a huge talk. And I, I think they're going to have like insane numbers where uh, they're going to set the bar so high that competition is going to basically be watching that day and be like, what the hell? How do we, uh, how do we come back from what they're showing? Right. Yeah. Um, I hope so. So I, I think whatever they do show, uh, most of it will go over my head because I'm not a hardware person. Um, but uh, especially if they get to the nitty gritties like they did with the autonomy oh, day yeah. one. Oh yeah. Cause I thought the autonomy day one was amazing. Cause they went into so much detail. Um, yeah. Teraflops. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was like phenomenal. So, but if they do that with like battery day and they start talking about like, I don't know, all the chemistry and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Forget it. Like I'll be so lost, but I'll still watch. Like I think it's so oh, fascinating. Exactly. Um, but I, I think like to answer the question without giving an exact answer, I guess I think um, we're so Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> I think whatever they show is going to be um, crazy. Good answer. Yeah. No, I, 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 I think I tend to agree with you. I, I'm on the same page as you. It's, it's going to be mind blowing. I agree with you that it's been hyped up so much. I hope it's not a letdown. I hope it's not too much for, for people that, I mean, I mean the expectations and the hype about it is too much that, Anything now is just going to be let down. But I have a feeling it's going to be good. They were actually talking about this, getting back to our first topic we were talking earlier in the show about Lucid. Uh, some people were saying in some of the videos I watched that, you know, it's good what Lucid did and it's it's beats, it exceeds Tesla and, and puts them to shame, for lack of a better word, in some categories. But come battery day, that will all go away because – Tesla will just raise the bar again and it'll be a new level. So we have to wait and see. Hopefully, hopefully that happens and that'll show, you know, once again, that'll show healthy competition, right? And I'll just show how everything is growing. I think there'll be, and a lot of people have talked about this. This is nothing new. This is not something that I'm thinking, but um, I think Chris had mentioned it too at one point in some of his videos. I think there'll be a, a one more thing, a typical Apple-esque type of thing. Uh, wh whether it'll be the Plaid motor, Model S, redesign, uh, just to blow people's mind, I don't know. Or I've even heard some people say it might be the subcompact $20,000 Tesla with this new battery pack, one more thing. Who knows? Like... We're we're all you know just sitting here daydreaming and and uh, I want the rewrite. <laughs> oh well, that, I know it doesn't it doesn't that, flow with the the event, but it doesn't that matter. That's what say. I want. Oh, we all want that. Yeah, I think I was kind of hoping with their whole autonomy day thing. I I was hoping that if you think the way they named it, it wasn't like uh, you know FSD update or whatever they call it autonomy day. So Boy, for me, that's yeah. like a day that you. Um, celebrate autonomous vehicles every year. So I was kind of hoping that they would have done one this year as like a recap of like, hey, this is what the progress we made in a year, right? Because I mean, going forward, every every day on that every year on that day, they'll yeah, correct, have an anniversary. Yeah, because yeah, it's autonomy day. Like, think about it; it's like an event for that day, like Valentine's Day. Yeah, exactly. C Christmas uh, Day, uh, it's Halloween it's Day. Sounded really weird. Dudes talking about Valentine's Day. Yeah, I get you. Remember, yeah, yeah. Remember, Franklin, before we started the show, I said it's just the two of us. We're going to have a quick, quick show. 
Yeah, what are we at? We're at an hour and a half almost, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, thanks to everyone in the chat that uh, participated participated with us. It was fun. You guys going back and forth, your questions, your little uh, snide remarks, helped out by Franklin and stuff like that. This is the kind of chemistry I like to have as we uh, do our show. If you got any more questions. Uh, send me an email if you can't, if you're listening to this in the podcasts. By the way, the podcasts you can get on TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. What was the other one? Oh, Spotify Podcasts. You can get them all there if you haven't, if you're listening to this somehow, but it isn't one of those podcast streams, you can get it there. But if, And if you have a question and you can't make it in the live shows or watch it on YouTube, send send a, me a question to tessatalkspodcast at gmail.com. Is that what it is? It's been a while since I said it. I'm actually second guessing myself. But yeah, I think it's Tessa Talks Podcast. No, Tessa Talks Questions. See, I, I was second guessing myself for a good reason. Tessa Talks Questions at gmail.com. Send me the question. Uh, I'll uh, get it out here in our next episode and uh, we'll answer it for you guys. Whether it's Franklin or one of my special guests or myself, probably not myself, but somebody will answer it for you. Right, Franklin? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Someone will get to your answer and you can send them an email. You can tag me or Dax on Twitter and we'll uh, yeah, get your or, yeah. question on here. On, on social media too. It doesn't have to be just that you know, yeah. email. Yep. Dax, I was paying attention. I know you were. You're watching the, the scores. I mean, your Hawks are out, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Are you still. even following hockey still? Oh, yeah. I'm like a diehard hockey yeah, fan. Okay. I follow every team regardless of... I couldn't tell you who's in. I... I have a whole, which is a political thing that we're not going to get into. Not Canadian. Sports. Not Canadian. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm Canadian. <laughs> All right, Dax, where can people find you real quick? Oh, people can find me right here on YouTube at uh, Dax M, uh, also known as Tessa Talks, or Tessa Talks on Instagram, which I'm hardly on. I don't even know why I said that before Twitter, or on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called the Canadian Tesla Model 3 Canadian Group. It's pretty unofficial but it's still a pretty big group and you can get all your information there folks you don't have to get it anywhere else you can get it there but you do can you, get it other places if you like too i'm very that's do you do you give like the latest news i give the latest news well no i shouldn't say i don't give the latest news but my members in my facebook group they're great for giving out the latest news hmm well, that that's really cool to hear, even what though it's we, unofficial. But. It's not official, but you know what we we should mention that we don't mention much hmm. is our little club. Oh yeah, so if you're in the Toronto area, um, we're called the unofficial Tesla Club. Uh, it's growing at a ridiculously fast speed. Um, we're approaching 200 members, and with a pandemic. Yeah, this is during a pandemic. We started it this year. Um, and we have some like really cool events upcoming. It is completely free to join, um, so like no membership fees or anything like that. And uh, we have some like really cool, amazing uh, events upcoming. Um, so if you want to check it out, here Dax has it up. Yeah, the best part is not to interrupt you, Franklin. Is that it's free. You don't have to pay anything, right? Yeah. So just like a quick way to get to it, just go to teslagta.com. And it's not Grand Theft Auto, it's like Greater Toronto Area. And yeah, you'll get our club and uh, it links to all sorts of different stuff. Um, we just did the Tesla Summer Drive and it was a lot of fun. Um, really cool. So 
we have more events coming up very, very shortly, folks. If you're in a GTA and you can um, uh, come out to one of our events, stay tuned. We have something coming up in the next month and a half, then we have something for the holiday season, and then if, something... Yeah, I was going to say, even if you're not in the GTA, and if you have a Tesla club near you, uh, we did one last year uh, called the Tesla Toy Drive, and we're going to kind of rebrand it this year to the Tesla Charity Drive. Um, basically, it's like to collect... We're going to change up how we did it because of the whole pandemic, but uh, basically, we want to give back to kids during the holiday season, and we're trying to organize it this year where we get like a ton of different clubs on the same day doing something similar. Um, so if you're like a local big club, collab. yeah, we want to collab. So we want to have all sorts of clubs doing this all in the same day. And we have a number of them already. Um, we got to go back and fine tune some of the details again because of the pandemic. But we're trying to get a ton of different clubs from all places around the world to do something really cool on the same day and uh, hoping to use like one standardized hashtag for social media so you can kind of see uh, all these really cool events happening in different places. Um, and last year we did it and uh, we only did it in Toronto and it was like a massive success. Uh, with like three massive crates filled with toys that we ended up giving to uh, kids in need. So it was really cool. That'll be, that'll be really cool to do in it kind of collabs thing like that. That'll be really cool. Yeah, definitely let your clubs know um, at any location, uh, how you guys want to run it is fully up to you. Uh, just all the three guys on our website kind of like centralizes all the different clubs. And uh, I'll give you guys the hashtag. So like go, share it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever, and kind of like show, hey, this is what we're doing. And we're trying to make it like just like one big community event, um, which is cool. So, yeah, that's cool. And aside from that, probably before that, that uh, charity drive, we're going to be doing, I don't want to give it away, but if you like to race and I don't, okay. If you like to race and you're in the GTA, the greater Toronto area, Stay tuned for that. Uh, if you're not a member, sign up at the unofficial Tesla club and stay tuned. It's going to be fun. And I'm not saying racing your own Tesla, racing other stuff. Or I've, <laughs> I've said too much. Anyways, thanks for watching, guys. We will catch you on the next one. Take bye care. bye. See you to everyone in the chat room.